the lovable teenage girl who is close to all our hearts. Well, it's evening at the Foster's house, and Judy and her friend Mitzi are discussing life. Randolph, Judy's 12-year-old brother, is kibitzing. Tonight is the third night in a consecutive hunk. I don't have a date. Business is bad with me, too, Judy. I wonder what's become of men. Isn't what's become of them I care about. It's what's going to become of me. What's going to become of my new evening gown if I never wear it? Oh, we'll just probably stay in the cupboard till one day it falls off the hook, dead. <laughs> Be quiet, Randolph. You know, Mitzi, this is the longest law without dates I've ever known since, well, for a couple of weeks. I know what, Judy. Let's have a party. Oh, Mitzi, that's a brilliant idea. Well, a party might put us right back on our feet socially. Well, anyhow, I'll give you another crack at the boys. <laughs> you know, the trouble with most parties is other girls. You said it, Mitzi. Seems like every time I give a party, some other girl gets, well, practically engaged. She could only have a party without other girls. Just with boys. Mitzi. <laughs> Why couldn't we? Why couldn't we what? Have a party without other girls. Huh? Don't you see? We could just invite boys. Millions of them. We'd have all the men to ourselves because the only girls would be there would be us. Judy, are you sure you want Mitzi to come? <laughs> Tomorrow night. What do you say? Oh, it's a deal, Judy. And now, we'd better start inviting boys right now. Isn't this a scrumptious idea? Yes. Except, do you think the boys will want to come to the party when they find out we're the only girls there? Oh, that's simple. We won't tell them. But won't it be kind of a letdown when they find it out at the party? <laughs> Randolph, we'll cross that bridge when you come to it. Come on, Missy. Let's go over to your house now and call the boys. Why can't we do it here at your house, Judy? Because my family gets nervous when I use the phone 25 or 30 times in a row. So does mine. Oh, but Judy doesn't have to live with your family, Mitzi. Come on, Mitzi. If you let us call the boys from your house, I'll have the party at my house. Well, all right. That sounds fair enough. Well, so long, Randolph. Bye, Randolph. Hi, Mother. Oh, Randolph. Where have you been? Out in the porch with Judy and Mitzi. Aren't girls weird? Uh-huh. Yattada, 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 there. <laughs> Back and forth. Hey, Mother, you're not even listening to me. I'm very busy right now, Randolph. What you doing? I'm counting the people I've invited to my party tomorrow night. Your party tomorrow night? Certainly. Who else would be having a party tomorrow night? Well, you never can tell. <laughs> I thought it would be a good chance to have a very elegant hen party while your father's out of town. Yeah, but uh, under the circumstances, I think you'd better forget Randolph, about... Randolph, please go over to Curly's house or someplace. I haven't time to chat, dear, now. Chatting might be very profitable at this moment, Mother. On account of I can hand you some chat that'll make your hair stand on end. Now, Randolph, that's enough. For a boy of your age, you talk too much. Tomorrow night this time, will you please remind me of that remark? Now, let me see. Mrs. Smith makes 11, Mrs. Goodman 12, and... 
Well, now, why haven't you gone yet? That settles it. I will now stand by and let nature take its course. Well, I guess that does it. Randolph, what are you going to do tomorrow night? Me? I'm just going to sit back and enjoy a double feature. <laughs> Judy, dear, come here a minute. I want you to help me with something for the party tonight. The party? Oh, then you know about it. What do you mean I know about it? I'm up to my ears and work for it, aren't I? Oh, but I hate to see you working so hard, Mother. I was going to do a step ladder with you, dear. I want to get down the silver. The sterling silver? Oh, gee, Mother, you shouldn't go to all that trouble. The everyday silver would be perfectly good enough. Oh, no, they'd all go home and talk about me if I just had everyday silver on the table. Oh, I don't think they would. I don't think they'd even notice it. My dear, they'd notice it. There was a dead fly on the inside of a chandelier two inches from the ceiling. Oh, you won't need to worry about them hanging from chandeliers or anything. They'll probably behave pretty well most of the time. Well, I certainly hope so. Now, let's see. I haven't decided yet on a menu. Well, I was thinking about hot dogs and baked beans and maybe a bunch of dill pickles. Well, I never heard of anything so ridiculous in all my life. Hot dogs, Judy? Why, if I've saved enough points, I'm going to have ham and maybe a turkey. Oh, Mother! How too utterly luxurious. Now, I suppose cocktails are out. Cocktails? Oh, Mother, that's silly. Root beer is good enough. Judy, if you don't stop making idiotic suggestions, root beer. <laughs> Why, I want this to be one of the nicest parties ever held in this house. Well, that's the way I feel about it, but I didn't know you felt that now, way. we'll have fruit punch and we'll serve it with the hors d'oeuvres. Oh, Mother, you're just about the most understanding person I ever heard of in my whole well, life. Well, if I wouldn't understand how to have a nice party after all these years. You know, Judy, this party's going to cost a lot of money. Oh, Mother, you're awfully generous. And since you're so terribly sweet, I'm going to put up 50 cents of my own money. Oh, Judy. <laughs> you don't need to spend your money on this party. Why not, Mother? I'm glad to. Judy, sometimes I underestimate you. When you come right down to it, you're about the sweetest, most unselfish girl I know. <laughs> Mr. Lesler, this is Mrs. Foster. Would it be possible to order some ice cream for a party this evening? Oh, oh. I see. Half ice cream and half sherbet, huh? Well, I'll be very glad to get it, Mr. Leslie. Is this the Gordon Record Shop? Well, this is Judy Foster, and I'd like to buy a few records for a party I'm having tonight. Something very hot and boogie-woogie, if you know what I mean. Um, have you got Let's Play Hooky Cookie? Well, I'll take that. And have you got Hello Goon, Let's Spoon? Well, send those. And, oh, wait, I'd like a good conga number. Oh, yes, cock me on the balls with a coconut. That's wonderful. Is this Mr. Mayworm? Well, this is Mrs. Foster. Yes, I'm having a party tonight, and in thinking about entertainment, I wondered if you could come and play your lovely harp for the ladies. You can? Oh, Mr. Mayworm, that will be wonderful. <laughs>
Dunking your loveliness in the bathtub. Mother's just finished dunking hers. Mm. Me, I'm just hanging around. This is going to be quite a night. Well, I think I'll go upstairs and hurry Judy along. Oh, I guess somebody's coming already. Yeah, I'll go. How do you do, young man? Now, if just hold the door open, I'll bring my harp in. <laughs> before you go to all that trouble, maybe it will be a good idea to find out if you've got the right address. This is the Foster residence, isn't it? It is, where anything can happen. Young man, is this the largest door you have in this house? It's going to be very difficult to get my heart through it. Well, maybe you could sort of fly in through a window. No levity, young man, no levity. Now, kindly send for your mother. Mother! Mother! I didn't say shout. Shouting is the only thing that gets results in this house. Randolph, did you call me? You see? Oh, goodness, Mr. Wayman, you're here already with your heart. Yes, well, I come am. right in. Mm. Now, he can come in, but the question is, can his heart? This is the smallest door I've ever encountered. Well, now, don't break your heart trying to get through. Don't. Now, be careful. Randolph, suppose you and Mr. Maywell go around to the back door and see if you can get the heart through that way. Oh, don't worry. I'll open wide them pearly gates. Come on, Mr. Maywell. Oh, I'm getting all worn out lugging this hop around. I wish I'd have stuck to my piccolo. <laughs> Somebody's here already, and I haven't got the punch made. Hello, Dora. Hello, then. Mm. <laughs> you perfume, huh? Glad to see your old husband. Well, I certainly am, dear. I didn't expect you home till the first of the week. Well, I got a nice surprise for you, dear. This is Mrs. Miller. How do you do, Mrs. Foster? How do you do? I, uh, I stopped off at the Millers in Cleveland to talk a little business, and I thought Mrs. Miller into spending a few days with us as a house guest. Well, how lovely. Isn't that grand? I knew you'd be tickled to death. <laughs> I've talked to Dora so much about you, Mrs. Miller. You and your charming husband. <laughs> Haven't I, Dora? Well, you certainly have. <laughs> uh, goodness, and to think I'm having a party this evening. A party? Yes, a hand party. <laughs> Just paying off some of my obligations, you know, Mrs. Miller. I see. Uh, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fine, then. Uh, well, Dora, I suppose Mrs. Miller will want to go upstairs and change after the ride is. Oh, yes, of course. I'll show you up to the guest room. I have news. Mr. Mayworm can't get his heart through the back door, either. Oh, hello, Father. Hello, son. Oh, Mrs. Miller, I want you to meet my boy, Randolph. How do you do? How do you do? I wonder if Mr. Mayworm should try the side door. I have told Randolph so much about you, Mrs. Miller. <laughs> Haven't I, Randolph? Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, I should say so. He's been drooling all over the place about you, Mrs. Miller. Oh, yes. He certainly has, Mrs. Miller. He's hardly talked about anything else for months. Uh, Randolph, suppose you show Mrs. Miller up to the guest room. I'd like to speak to your father a minute. Oh, sure. Right this way, Mrs. Miller. Thank you. Follow me, Mrs. Miller. Goodness. Thanks, Melvin. Who is she? Dora, she is the stiffest, most straight-laced, tight-mouthed woman in the world. 
That's obvious. But I still ask, who is she? She's W.L. Miller's wife. Who's W.L. Miller? Just one of the biggest smoke tongue distributors in this country, that's all. Oh, good. Story, if I can get his account, I won't have to give my business a thought for a year. Oh. Certainly hope this is going to be a nice, polite party. Dora, I hope you haven't asked your usual friend. What do you mean by that? Now, don't get excited, dear. Well, it's just that I want everything to go smoothly. You've no idea how much influence Mrs. Miller has on her husband. And she's got to go home and tell W.L. she wants him to give me the account. Well, I'll do everything I can, dear. Well, the guest is in the guest room taking off her dad. <laughs> Thanks, Randolph. Say, Dora. What, dear? I hope you're not playing cards tonight. Well, why not? Well, nothing, except when some of your friends sit down to play bridge, it's no longer a polite social. <laughs> they play for blood. Well, really, Melvin, I don't send my friends to charm school before I invite them to a party. Well, Besides, it's going to be a very dignified affair. Uh, There's no reason why it shouldn't be just the thing to please her. I can think of a few reasons. What's that, Randolph? Sort of a quick glance at my watch makes me realize that it's too late to bring up a thing. Well, if you mean about Mr. Mayworm's heart, have him try the side door. Huh? Hey, now, look, Dora, there's no sense in my hanging around. I'm going to leave Mrs. Miller entirely to you. Well, what are you going to do, dear? Well, I think I'll go bowl a few games. You certainly don't want any men around the house tonight. Well, I should say not. Oh, I should say not. I should say not. <laughs> well, I'll run along, then. Have a good time tonight, and please, Dora, whatever you do, see that Mrs. Miller has a good time. Oh, don't worry about her. Mrs. Miller certainly came as a surprise. I'm certainly glad we're going to have a nice party for her. You suppose everything is all set, Randall? Like a fuse. Well, I guess somebody's here already. Oh, hello, Mrs. Foster. Oh, hello, dear. I guess Judy Mitz will be down just a minute. Now, I hope you'll go out someplace and don't come back till the party's over. Till the party's over? Yes. Mrs. Foster. Hello, Ogie. Hi, Ogie. Hi. Am I the first one here? Boy, you look snazzy. <laughs> Stop being with me and let me think. Randolph, tell Mr. Maywell to take his hop up on the porch. Since he can't get the hop inside the house, the ladies will have to go outside to hear him. The ladies, Mother? Certainly. Who do you think I'm having at this party, ma'am? No, but I am. What are you talking about? There are 15 women coming this evening. And... No, there's not. There are 15 boys coming, aren't there, Mitzi? What? Judy's right, Mrs. Foster. See, Oogie's here already, and he's a boy. <laughs> aren't you, Oogie? Definitely. Oh. <laughs> Judy, do you mean to say you're having a party tonight? Well, of course. What have we been doing all this work for? For my party. Oh, murder! You mean a lot of women are coming oh, here tonight? Oh, Judy Foster, why do you do these things to me? Now, don't worry, Mother. I could have invited my Boy Scout troop, but I didn't. Mrs. Foster. <laughs> Mrs. Foster, great news, great news. I've just succeeded in getting my heart through the cellar door. Oh. Oh, I'm going out of my mind. Well, blow me down. Visit me. I'll answer. No, I'll go. You better let me do it. I'm neutral. Come right in, one and all. The festivities are just about to begin. All the boys, Mrs. Miller? I have. Gerald and Oogie and Red. 
And I believe this is Stinky over here. <laughs> oh, you flattered Jojo Duran and Panty Waste Hoffman. Gee, I'm terribly sorry this happened. Oh, I don't quite understand, Judy. All of us boys and all those, well, fairly elderly ladies. It's all the most terrible mess. How was I to know Mother was having a party tonight? Well, I, I understand, Judy. I understand about your mother's party. But what I'm talking about is your party. Where's the girls? Well, there's Mitzi and me. Two girls for 15 men? Well, it was just an idea Mitzi and I had. We thought it would work out all right. And what if Mother hadn't had a party, too? Oh, Judy, I'm simply frantic. Mrs. Biller's just sitting there glaring. She's shocked to death. But it was, Mother. My goodness, nobody's done anything. Oh, I don't know what she thinks. I tried to explain that we were having two parties, but I don't think she believes a word of it. Well, you look the way she's sitting there. She isn't very relaxed, is she? I just don't know what to do if your father loses that contract on account of us. Do you think it would help any if I got my boys to mix with your girls? Well, it certainly would not. (laughs) Oh, Judy, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get everybody down in the cellar and we listen to Mr. Mayworm play his harp. In the cellar? Well, he couldn't get his harp in anyplace else, so we'll just have to go down there. I've chosen a medley of the lesser-known works of Giacomo Meyerbeer. Oh. Well, all right. all right. Go ahead. Oh, brother. Here we go again. Be quiet, Randolph. You're not supposed to be here at this party anyway. Who is? Gee, <laughs> boys, I'm terribly sorry about this. This is the hottest jam session I was ever to. I wish he'd jive it up a little. And a harp? I'm terribly sorry. It's all part of the terrible mistake. They're the best-looking girls at this party I ever saw. They're part of the mistake, too. Be quiet, Missy. Mr. Mayworm's glaring at us. I'm glaring at him, too. My special favorite number is Mrs. Miller. Look, she's asleep on her double chin. (laughs) Be quiet, Randall. She's the guest of honor. No wonder. She's the cutest one on the bunch. I'm terribly sorry. I guess you fellows aren't having a very good time. I'm loving every minute of it. Oh, 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 this is too much. This is too much. I just can't go on. I just can't. Playing in the cellar like this. I'm not used to it. And all this whispering. And now my string's broken. Oh, what a pity, Mr. Mayworm. Now we won't be able to hear the end of the piece. Well, we'll just have to go upstairs, ladies and everybody. And Mr. Mayworm will have to play for us some other evening. That is debatable. Uh, Mother, please come over here a minute. I want to talk to you. As a member of the family, may I be in on this conference? Be quiet, Randolph. Now, what is it, Judy? Well, on account of your women are kind of old for my men, I was wondering, could you take your party in the dining room and let my party dance in the living room? Oh, I don't care what we do anymore. Father's deal's beyond saving anyway. Mrs. Miller's fast asleep anyhow. Are you going to wake her up, Mother, or are you just going to leave her to enjoy herself? I'm going to wake her up. This party's for her, and she's not going to get out of it so easily. Well, come on, everybody. My gang, I mean. We're going upstairs and play conga records. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a great idea. And what are we ladies going to do, Mrs. Foster? We're going to play bridge. Would you all please go upstairs to the dining room? Oh, Randolph, I'm going upstairs to the others. Could you tactfully wake up Mrs. Miller? Oh, you bet. 
Oh, Mrs. Miller. Mrs. Miller, time to get up. Uh, I mean, uh, would you like to play some bridge, Mrs. Miller? No, um, what's that? Oh, <laughs> lovely, lovely music. Oh, that's been over for five minutes. <laughs> it has. I was sitting here thinking so deeply I didn't realize it. <laughs> what's that? Well, that's close me on the bonk with a coconut. You don't say so. Gay, isn't it? What's that? They started the conga upstairs. That's the house bouncing. Oh. Well, I guess I'll enter that tournament after all. Ah, uh, you bowled a swell game, Foster. Uh-huh. Not bad, was I? Well, let's get back and bowl another one. Let me get off the hook. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Bill, but I'd better be getting home. Come on, Alf, walk over. Okay, here's your 45 cents. <laughs> Why a man to go home to his wife when his wife is having a hen party, I'll never know. Oh, this hen party's different, Bill. How can it be different? They cackle the same at all their parties. Not the one that Dora's giving tonight. This is a nice, quiet, dignified one. Well, it has to be. See, we're entertaining the wife of a very important client of mine. And believe me, that old battle axe wouldn't stand for anything noisy. <laughs> no, sir. My house will be so quiet and peaceful, I bet I'll never even recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> Young people do make a lot of noise, don't they? Well, you know, Mrs. Foster, just while I'm dummy, I think I'll go in the living room. See what they're doing. All right, but hurry back. The last dummy we had went in the living room and never came back. <laughs> Seems most of the ladies are in the living room. Mrs. Miller. Mrs. Miller, it's your turn to play. Huh? Oh, uh, I did four stage. Oh, sorry, the bidding's over. Oh. You're playing the hand. Oh, 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 yes, I, I was just listening to the music. Weird, isn't it? Hope it isn't bothering you no, at not all. Not at all, not at all. Well, girls, having fun. Randolph, what are you doing in here again? You go on back in the living room. Okay. You know, I think I'll go with him. What? Uh, just take my arm, Mrs. Miller. And, uh, Mother, may I suggest you give up bridge entirely and play solitaire? Oh. <laughs> what are they doing, Randolph? That's the conga line. My, isn't Mrs. Newton graceful? I can't wait to see you in action. What in the Sam Hill is going on in this house? Oh, Father, where did you come in? Where's your mother? Hello, Mr. Foster. Come on, get mine. Judy, what are you doing? The condo. Oh, this is terrible. No, it isn't, Father. It's fun. It's Dora!
it's a wonderful idea. I think these young people would love it. I'll play the piano. Well, I, I don't like to brag, but I was the bunny hug champion of Northern Ohio in 1911. <laughs> well, I'll be a son of a gun. Gee, Mrs. Miller, come on, show us how. Well, all right, but I'll need a partner. <laughs> about the other women snagging all the men. I can understand that. <laughs> but how will we entertain Mrs. Miller tomorrow night? Oh, Mother, that's all arranged. The gang's coming over. I'm going to teach you to do the bump. What? Before anybody does anything, there's a job to do in the cellar. Well, what's wrong, Randall? It's Mr. Maywarm. He got his harp in the cellar all right, but now he can't get it out. <laughs> A Date with Judy is written by Elaine Wesley and stars Louise Erickson and Dix Davis. Mr. and Mrs. Foster are played by John Brown and Myra March. Music was composed by Paul Sartell and conducted by Konstantin Bakalinikov. The program was produced and directed by Helen Mack. Armed Forces Radio Service.